most iconic endings to an act one of any Broadway show I myself have ever seen. Maybe the chandelier coming down in Phantom of the Opera or so much better from Legally Blonde. But I have to say, To Find Gravity from Wicked is definitely top five in terms of my favorite musicals of all time. Uh, and, and in terms of um, act one endings, when obviously Alphaba flies above the audience and just belts, belts, belts. And it's one of my favorites. And I'll never forget the first time I heard the soundtrack to Wicked. I was at my summer camp French Witch Festival for the Performing Arts in Upstate New York, which was glorious. Um, and someone had the soundtrack, and I literally just went nuts. And then I, I, I love it. I've seen it on Broadway. I've seen it on tour. I've seen it in L.A. I've seen it in New York. It's one of my favorite shows. I've seen it in Rhode Island. Um, and every cast is just iconic. I never got to see the OBC, the original Broadway cast with Adina and Kristen, but I've seen YouTube performances, um, of like bootlegs, which I know is not good, but it's iconic. But the reason why I decided to start off this Wednesday's episode off with Defying Gravity is because our first story has to do with the Wicked film adaptation by Universal, which is so exciting because I can't wait to see it. And, um... You know, basically, who's directing. But aside from that, hi, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you're all having a great week. And it's been a a relatively quick week, I think. At least for me. I'm sitting in my apartment, uh, eating some Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies, drinking some water, and looking at my computer, blasting show tunes. Because that is just what I do and can't bring a bad bitch down. I love show tunes. I've always, every day without fail, I listen to one musical number a day. Usually when I'm in the shower, I listen to the soundtrack of Hairspray in the morning to, like, you know, get the blood flowing, to get my upbeat, you know, mood. Um, or I listen to Dear Evan Hansen. I listen to Wicked. I listen to, I love, I just love show tunes. I love show tunes so much. Um, and the, in the film adaptations of my favorite musicals are just iconic. I mean, the prom on Netflix was great. That's the soundtrack I've been listening to, been listening to frequently because the cast is fantastic. Um, everything. I just, I love it all. And I love that they're re, and I mean, I'm most excited, of course, for, for the Wicked adaptation, but I'm really excited for the Mean Girls musical film adaptation, um, which is probably going to be stellar. And it's, it's just, it makes sense why they're going to do it, but Yeah. But aside from that, not much else is news since yesterday. I took my puppy to the groomer and got him shaved. And it's so cute because he's like shivering now because it's actually kind of cold in LA. But I like to cut his hair off because he gets matted sometimes because he's a multi-poo and has kind of coarse hair. Um, but he's so cute. He's my little boogie boy. I don't know. I'm a dog dad. So, you know. But anyways, I guess without further ado, let's uh, get into our stories of the day. I have four really good stories. The first... From Deadline.com, Wicked, John M. Chu tapped to direct Universal's film adaptation. Now, if you are a fan of cinema, then you know who John M. Chu is. He directed the iconic Crazy Rich Asians, and that's where I first fell in love with him. Also, fun fact about him, I was testing for a TV show a couple years back, and John M. Chu was the director of that particular episode. I didn't get it, but it was really cool to be in a room with him. And I was like, oh my god! Um, but it was a pretty good addition, so yeah. All right, anyways, here is what is going on with The Wicked. After adapting Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights for Warner Brothers, John M. Chu has set his sights on adapting one of Broadway's biggest hits, sources tell Deadline, that Chu will direct Universal's Wicked, the feature film adaptation of the record-breaking musical phenomenon that is in its 17th smash hit year on Broadway. Three-time Tony nomin- the three-time Tony Award-winning stage musical was adapted from Gregory Maguire's best-selling novel, um, by book writer Winnie Holtzman and composer, lyricist, and icon Stephen Schwartz, who are also collaborating on the screenplay adaptation. Mark Platt will produce for his Universal-based Mark Platt Productions. Wicked is produced on Broadway by Universal Stage Productions. Platt, 
the Araka group, John B. Platt and David Stone. I wonder if um, Ben Platt's going to be there, because I know Ben Platt's obviously going to carry his title role of Evan Hansen in Dear, the, the film adaptation of Dear Evan Hansen. But I always think he'd be a great Bach. But because John M. Chu is directing, I'm sure that the cast is going to be very diverse. Anyways, timing is everything. In, in this situation, it worked out nicely for both parties. Last fall, Billy Elliot, director Stephen Daltrey, left the project after the studio was looking to move fast on the long-awaited adaptation. Around the same time, Chu had to part ways with Disney+. Disney Plus's new series, Willow, he was planning to direct due to issues with COVID-19 that kept pushing production. On top of that, Chu is expecting a baby. Oh, wow. With Chu's schedule open and Wicked looking for a director... The timing worked out for both sides with a national tour and multiple internal productions. The stage musical has been seen by over 60 million people worldwide, making it one of the most successful theatrical ventures of all time. The winner of over 100 international awards, including Grammys and three Tony Awards, Wicked has performed in over 100 cities and 16 countries around the world. U.S., Canada, the U.K., Ireland, Japan, Germany, Holland, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, South Korea, the Philippines, Mexico, Brazil, Switzerland, China. It has been translated into six languages, Japanese, German, Dutch, Spanish, Korean, and Portuguese. Wow. Um, besides directing, uh, adapting in the Heights, which will premiere in theaters and on HBO Max later this year. Woohoo! Chu directed the smash off the box office smash, Crazy Rich Asians for Warner Brothers. Um, and then I'm going to read you what he wrote on Instagram because it's actually really sentimental and really special that he got this project. So... Let me pull it up here. Um, This is what Mr. Chu posted. It sounds like Mr. Chu, but it's Chu. Uh, Most of my life, I have felt out of place, weird and different. I hid behind the camera because people like to be filmed and I could disappear. I used my short films to wow people so I could feel valued. I felt green in all the ways. But... When I saw Steven Schwartz and Winnie Holtzman's Wicked over 15 years ago, as it was being workshopped in San Francisco, I couldn't unsee it. So, to think that I have been invited to bring this timeless story to the biggest screens all around the world for people to experience with their family, best friends, and total strangers of all walks of life, ages, uh, shapes, colors, is like I've been invited to Oz by the Wizard himself. Thank you, Mark Platt, Steven, Winnie, and Universal Pictures for trusting me. For trusting in me to translate this incredible story for all the fans and future fans of Alpha Bond Glinda, I will protect this vigorously and hopefully bring a few new surprises along the way. So, who wants to be Alpha and Glinda? I mean, this is just when I first when I first heard the news that he was directing it, like a slew of names ran through my mind of who I think should be Alpha and Glinda. The title roles. I mean, I just heard a a YouTube. Um, well, I just watched a YouTube video of Ariana Grande singing The Wizard of I from the 20th anniversary of Wicked. And she's got some pipes, and she's stellar. But I also think that what a great opportunity to bring in a diverse cast and just... I mean, th- this is probably going to be the biggest movie musical of this decade, for sure, because the show is so big, and it's so beloved, and it's going to have a lot of eyeballs on it. And the fact that they picked this genius to direct it, it's just a great marriage of talent. And I am so freaking excited to see it. Um, I, I just... I'm beside myself. And congratulations to John M. Chu. And I think he's going to be fabulous. And I personally think that he should bring Jamma Chan, who was, of course, one of the stars of Crazy Rich Asians, to be something in the movie. Even if she's just an icon walking in, like, the background or whatever, I just would love to see her. But anyways, okay. Second story has to do... Second story of the day is from E! News. It's just the most precious of news. <gasps> Rob Kardashian appears in rare photo for Stormy Webster's birthday. Stormy is, of course, Kylie's bebe. Hi, Rob Kardashian. who saw it off on the fancy Chris Jenner's only son on his verified Instagram account. 
But that was not the case on Monday, February 1st. In honor of his niece, Stormy Webster's third birthday, the account shared a snap of Kylie Jenner's older brother laughing and cuddling with her daughter. Quote, Happy birthday, Stormy, the caption read in the picture of the 33-year-old rocked a tie-dye t-shirt and baseball cap, while Kylie is known to throw elaborate birthday parties for her only child. Given the coronavirus pandemic, she threw a somewhat toned-down celebration in honor of Stormy. However, between the... Slides topped with a giant stormy head, a stormy-themed candy shop, and a castle wall surrounding the dinner table. It was not lacking in lavish decor and thoughtful details. Um, Kylie Jenner's birthdays and parties and whatever she throws are so incredible. They're fabulous. And just the desserts that she has, I can't even handle it. It looks so fabulous. Total FOMO looking at those photos. But it's also really nice to see Rob because he's notoriously private, um, which is fine. And whenever I get to see clips of Robert... Um, I love it, and it's so funny, and I just, I love the gang, I love when they're all together, and Kylie, Kendall, Chris, Kim, Courtney, Chris, Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, all of them, Robert, uh, every, Chloe, everybody's content makes me so happy, because it's so, it just, it's like we feel like they're part of our families, you know, because we've been with them for so long now, and they're just so entertaining and funny, but anyways, yeah, I love when Robert posts, and I can't believe how cute all their kids are. All the Kardashian babies are just... Too cute for, well, Jenner, too, because Kylie Jenner um, are just the sweetest. And, you know, but yay, it's good to see Robert. And I hope to see more photos of him because he is just so fabulous. Okay, fourth story of the day is um, somebody who I don't think I've ever talked to. Oh, I did because it was obviously, I, you know, reported that really, really heartbreaking story about his wife passing. But this story is also from E! News. John Travolta and daughter Ella recreate iconic Grease dance for 2021 Super Bowl ad. Love to see it. I love John Travolta. I love his family. Um, but obviously, you know, it, it's our heart's so heavy because his wife, Kelly, um, passed away, I believe, in 2020, which was just heartbreaking to read. And she was in one of my favorite movies, What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes, you know, one of those coming-of-age movies that I just love, so... But it's great to see him doing this for the Super Bowl. It's Grease the Lightning. John Travolta is bringing back his famous moves from the beloved 1978 film Grease. This time, however, his dance partner is none other than his 20-year-old daughter, Ella. In a new Super Bowl ad, which debuted ahead of the highly anticipated game against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the father-daughter duo showed off their dancing skills for the Scots and Miracle Grow. The short clip captured the 66-year-old actor recreating some of his iconic moves from the You're the One That I Want number from the movie. Of course, his daughter mimicked his steps and threw in her own personality to the mix. The dynamic duo even coordinated for their bit. The American Crime Star... I'm sorry. The American Crime Story star donned a fitted black jacket that he paired with a matching tee and denim pants. Ella also rocked a black jacket that she wore over a green floral dress and sneakers before they busted out their moves. However, the ad showed John struggling to set up a selfie stick. Dad, it's the red one. The other red one, Ella tells her father, to which she replies, I know. Martha Stewart, who is also featured in the commercial comments on John's dancing skills, saying, quote, he's still got it. The offices, Leslie, David Baker, NASCAR driver, Kyle Busch, Carl Weathers, and more stars appeared in the ad. Um, and it's just so great. I love to see... Um... Oh, and then the article goes on to list many of the other ads. Um, I'm not going to watch Super Bowl, but the only thing I do watch usually is for the halftime show and or the ads. But I love that John Travolta is doing one with his daughter. That's really, really special, considering the loss of his wife and her mother. Um, she's a queen. He's a king. Uh, and Grease is iconic. I, I, it was probably one of my first movie musicals that I ever saw. That was more commercial, new age, but um, I love it. And I love to see it. And I love John Travolta. He's an icon.
literally an icon. He's a queen. <laughs> um, and now we bring ourselves to our fourth and final story. Sorry, I said that was story five. That was actually story three. Uh, this is actually the fourth and final story of the day, and it's a pretty, pretty uh, groundbreaking news story. Um, Jeff Bezos passes CEO Baton will remain chief of board. This I, I'm sure you guys have heard this news. This is just this is like crazy. One of the I'll just read it. Jeff Bezos is letting go of the Amazon reins day-to-day at least, and while he's not vanishing altogether from his office, it's clear his focus is elsewhere. Bezos' departure as CEO was announced Tuesday during an earnings call, and it was revealed AWS CEO Andy Jassy would take over as the main man of the e-com behemoth sometime in the third quarter of 2021. As for why he's stepping down, Bezos wrote a letter to employees saying running Amazon is... Running Amazon at large is exhausting and all-encompassing, and he's got other projects he wants to go all in on. He will still have a hand on the wheel, though, as executive chair of Amazon's board going forward. Uh, JB added in his letter, quote, As exec chair, I will stay engaged uh, in important Amazon initiatives, but also have the time and energy I need to focus on the day one fund, the Bezos Earth Fund, Blue Origin, the Washington Post, and my other passions. I've never had more energy, and this isn't about retiring. I'm super passionate about the impact I think these organizations can have. Uh, For reference, the Day One Fund is Jeff Bezos' homelessness project. The Earth Fund is his climate change initiative, and Blue Origin is his aerospace company. So yeah, dude's still got a lot going on his plate. As for how this will affect the company's projected growth, the numbers seem to show stakeholders have faith. Amazon shares were trading higher in the after-hours Tuesday. That shows how solid Amazon is. Bezos has been the captain's share since 94. Oh, yeah, he's totally earned the right to, like, go and move in another direction to other endeavors. Um, unclear if Jeff's stock options with the company will be affected, which could change his uh, wealthiest man on the planet. As he and Elon Musk have been swapping the one and two spots all year. Something tells us he'll be just fine. Obviously, he's, like, a multi-billionaire. Um, this is really big and exciting news for him. I think it's really great that he wants to move into the philanthropic lane. Uh, his wife is obviously very philanthropic, I think, as of recently, she's donated $4 billion to various organizations uh, to help uh, with the crazy homelessness pop- populations going on in the country, which is incredible. Um, I think it's great. I think it's time. I think Amazon is one of those companies that's going to be forever because everybody loves to do things remotely, obviously, in the time of COVID. So many people are ordering most of the stuff online. Um, and I think it's his time. So go be free. You've earned it, Jeff Bezos. You literally started a, a book reading company. I believe Amazon was just a book on online book seller, and now it's the biggest company in the world. So well done. Can you imagine being Jeff Bezos? Like, I can't even imagine. He's so cool, though. He just seems like he's so cool. Like, I wonder if he's saying that girl who looks like she's a gold digger. Um, no offense to her, I think, but I, just, I mean, I wonder, though, like, if he thinks any, any person that dates him is, like, only after his money. Like, what, how can he really, you know, dig through and see if this individual or a certain individual really likes him for him? I think it must be difficult. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I just, like, whatever. But I think he has little keys, too, which is so cool. Oh, Jeff. Jeffrey. Um, anyways, you guys, thank you so much. That is our Wednesday episode. That is our hump day episode. I hope you're all having a great week. Um, uh, I am Andrew Dimitri, the mistress of pop culture. You can stream my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox Radio, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone, basically anywhere um, podcast stream. And I'll be back with y'all on... <laughs> Ooh, I'm taking a little my throat. On um, what day is today? Wednesday. So Thursday, tomorrow. What else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm going to go do my stuff. And um, if there's any other groundbreaking stories, I'll, uh, you know, 
maybe come sooner? I don't know. Probably not. I'm just filling up airspace time. Okay. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. Chat soon. Bye.